Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm here with Chief Will Priester. Food for Thought is coming at you on Tuesday or maybe late Monday night because this was a crazy week in football. We might want to jump the gun a little bit, Chief. Wow, we are wrapping up NFL weekend, but we're here to talk NBA hoops, Chief. How are you, buddy? I am great, my man. Um, You know, we were talking pre-show and I came to some amazing realizations. I won't talk about those realizations today, but... uh, I'm very excited to come on and toss some NBA with you. This should be a, dare we say, slightly quicker part than usual because of the amount of games we have on the slate. Um, You know, especially if we perhaps don't throw too many shenanigans in there. But uh, as always, man, one of my one of my best friends in the industry. Glad to glad to come on with you and talk some DFS. Same to you. Let's dive right into it. Got a pretty manageable slate of games for Monday, and your Charlotte Hornets are traveling to Orlando. And uh, the big news is here, your guy LaMelo Ball played NBA basketball over the weekend, played 28 minutes in a game against Miami on Saturday. Now, what does that do for me? I'm probably not interested until we get uh, a restriction lifted off LaMelo um, that we know of. You know, if we know he's going to play over 30 minutes, 8,600, I think, is fair for GPPs because of the matchup against Orlando. But what this really does for me is kind of minimizes my interest in Terry Rozier at his price that he's been absolutely balling at, Chief. So if LaMelo's in, that pretty much is a sign for me to back up my Terry Rozier shares at 8,200. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I'm, I'm at a spot where if he's playing, I pretty much want to back off all my Charlotte Hornet shares, maybe outside of P.J. Washington, who's 5,400. But even still, I, I don't even think I want to play him in this spot. Uh, excuse me, we got Plumley at 56. I, I don't think I really. And then, you know, uh, Coach Clifford, this is this is basically another home game for him. Coached at Charlotte, left Charlotte, went to Orlando, coached in Orlando, left Orlando and came back to Charlotte. So, I mean, he knows <laughs> this arena fairly well. I just, I think I'm just kind of out on the Charlotte Hornets right now um, until things can normalize a bit, but I will be watching this game for sure. As, as a fan, I, you know, I do want to see 
uh, LaMelo continue to thrive. And also, believe it or not, I'm not a big fan of tanking. And, and this is part of the shenanigans, I guess, Luch, but I'm not a big fan of the tank syndrome. I prefer teams to be competitive, and then if you just don't win games, you don't win games. But let's not lose on purpose. Uh, I hope Charlotte plays as hard as they can and loses every game. Let's just go ahead and get the the Victor Wimbanyama. I'll get this right. I'm usually looking at his name in front of me. Let's just get in the Victor sweepstakes at least. Let's at least have a shot at it, and then – Go from there. We haven't had a number one pick. As bad as we've been over the years, Luch, between the Bobcats and the Hornets, we haven't had a number one pick, and we screwed up the last number two and number three picks that we had. Give us a shot. Uh, even if Victor's a bust, like, it'll be one of the most legendary generational talents we've had in the building. I think the arena would be electric. Can you imagine – if he's as good as we think he is, him and LaMelo Ball playing for a few years, I mean, at least the arena would be full. The stadium would be – the arena would be rocking. It would be exciting. So, I, uh, man, just thank you for letting me dream a little as we talk about the Charlotte Hornet and Orlando Magic game. Quite frankly, I don't know if I want to play anyone from either side of this game. Um, so, yeah, there you have it. Well, Gordon Hayward's still out. Dennis Smith is doubtful. Does that – do anything for you here? Uh, I mean, does, does Jane Boatnight play a few more minutes? Maybe, but with LaMelo back, I feel like that's kind of neutralized. You know what I mean? Like, if LaMelo was out and Dennis Smith was doubtful, and it's like, okay, James Boatnight would probably come into play, but I just – I don't think he's going to have enough impact for this to matter. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, of course, our guy, Banchero – Early in his career, earning the every night questionable tag here. <laughs> so we'll have to keep an eye on him. You know, if he's a go, I mean, I have a ton of interest in him just because of the matchup with Charlotte here. Yeah, now he could actually absolutely work us. Um, at 8,700, I'm not afraid to take a shot at him. Um, but I just, just Orlando in general, I just don't want to play these guys even against the Hornets, because I feel like their prices have caught up to the production. Bowl, Bowl, 6,500. Wendell Carter, 75. Uh, Wagner, he is 68. I I just feel like everybody's priced appropriately. Not a lot of meat left on the bone. Jalen Suggs at 61. If uh, Banchero comes back, you know, everybody seems to be appropriately and maybe slightly overpriced. So I just... That, that's kind of my my reservation about playing anybody from Orlando. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Let's get on to another game here, Toronto and Detroit. We have some injuries in this one. We will get to them, uh, but we'll start with the Detroit side where Cade Cunningham's out for about a week, reports are saying. So – that opens the door for some usage to be elsewhere. I was a little disappointed in Friday's game when I thought Jaden Ivey would uh, have a day against the Knicks. He only played 25 minutes when Cunningham was out. Did not play well. 
then in the back-to-back against Boston, he played 34 minutes, played really well, and had uh, 35 and a half DK points. So um, it's a small sample size without Cunningham, but Jaden Ivey gets a pretty significant usage bump. So uh, I don't mind Ivey at all in this spot. I'm really interested to see what his props uh, open up with. You know, we've talked about Sadiq Bay on this podcast. He's really inconsistent, but he is capable of having ceiling games here. Alec Burks uh, had saw his first NBA action against the Knicks, um, but he missed Saturday's game against Boston because of conditioning. So he's 4,400. If Alec Burks is going to play, he could have a pretty significant role filling in for Cade Cunningham on Monday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't. I don't disagree with that at all. Definitely think that uh, you know we could have something special brewing there. Um, you know, for what it's worth, I I don't like the Detroit Pistons, man. For for, for what it's worth, they just I always feel like things are all over the place. Um, you know, when, when I look at this team, and I know that um, that Ivy, you know, he's got the usage. But like the other night, we saw Killian Hayes have a good game. And I, and I know that was because Cade is out. He's had back-to-back good games. Uh, dare we say Killian Hayes is actually a better play than Ivy? I think so at 4,400. But guess what happens when you play Killian Hayes against the Toronto Raptors tonight? He's going to go for 12 fantasy points. Like, it's like, you know, the production is all over the place. You think that Bogdanovich would just kind of take over the team, and he has. Like, he scored 25 and 28 points. I think if, you know, if you're getting involved here, like, I think Bogdanovich is a good play. But what I'm hoping is they don't pull the rug from under us again. I was playing Bogdanovich earlier this season when he was getting minutes in the 30s, and then guess what? We went through a stretch where he's getting 25 minutes, and I said, well, God, what – what are we doing here? And that's when he was 5,400. I thought he was great value. At 5,600 with no K, perhaps he commands more attention. Like he's had 15 shot attempts in, in back-to-back games. So uh, I, th- I think that's good as well. But I'm still, man, like Detroit, geez, they can just be all over the place. And so I think I like Isaiah Stewart. I, I think I like Bogdanovich. He's been, he's in rumors to get shipped to the Lakers for what that's worth. Um, you know, I I like Ivy, I, I like Hayes, but God, it, it feels so yucky. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand. I'm trying to figure out what happened to Gary Trent on Saturday. Gary Trent just sucks. That's what's going on with Gary Trent right now. Yeah, he was one for thirteen from the floor, but shooters keep shooting. Let me tell you this. Over the last two seasons without Siakam and Van Fleet on the court, Gary Trent gets a 6.8% usage bump, and that's over 300 minutes. And he's scoring 6.74 more DraftKings points per 36 minutes. So is he going to suck? Here's what you do with Gary Trent tonight. Here's what you do with Gary Trent tonight. Is he going to suck? You look for I hope not. I'm hoping – that his player prop comes down to about 16 and a half points. Like he was at 18 and a half, 18 and a half, and he's not producing. Please give us Trent with a little bit of a discount. Uh, and and I'll be able to ride that to the money. Like you got to think he's going to be productive against Detroit, right? No, no Fred Van Vliet. Scotty Barnes is 8K. OJ, 8, OG is 7,400. And then we've got our good friend, 
uh, Gary Trent down here just chilling. And guess what? They they even unleashed Chris Boucher the other night. Played played 28 minutes, 31 minutes one game, 28 minutes the next game. Chris Boucher looks like he's going to get some minutes here, Luch. Uh, be, be on the lookout for our boy for a limited time only. Chris Boucher is back in the good graces of the coach. Yeah, he does look like he's going to get some time. Our good, good friend of the podcast, Chris Boucher. I'm in 5,600 on DK. I like it a lot. You know, OG at 7,400 is fine. Gary Trent, he's just been so bad. He should pop in models, though. We'll see. I think think I'm in on Gary Trent, and hopefully he rates the ship a little bit here and some shots start to fall, and we see a little bit of positive uh, regression for our friend Gary Trent. But, yeah, Boucher, uh, he had – Pretty much had the six man role. Now it's Thad Young that's playing, you know, turning back the clock and getting an opportunity to play 30 plus minutes. If Thad Young is in the starting lineup, uh, you know, I have some interest in him on DraftKings. I guess a little bit on FanDuel, but on DraftKings, he's only 3,900 opposed to 51 on FanDuel. So you got to like Thad Young for cash games in all formats at 3,900, Chief. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you 100%. OKC in Boston. How good is Jason Tatum? And we're seeing uh, maybe all-time highs on regular main slates with his price at 10.8K on DK. He's been absolutely on a heater. He's a top five player in the NBA. Am I wrong about that? Uh, Let's see. Who do we got? We got Giannis. Where's Giannis? So... And Luca, I came on here and said Luca was the best player in the league last week, so I have to stick with that. So, so let's just, yeah, this will be good. This will be our one rabbit hole. So stick with us, folks. You guys know we like to talk about the actual sports and not just the DFS. If that makes any sense, the the actual sports is what supports the DFS. So, uh, you know, imagine with this here, roll with this down down the lane. So you're saying you think right right now. Jason Tatum, top five. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I'm, 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 so here's what I'm doing. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up references. Because, you know, it's sometimes when you, when you do these, these things, um, it's so easy to forget someone, right? Like, it's just, it's just well, really I, So this is the Eastern I got Conference. You covered. I got you covered. I got the MVP odds pulled up because Good. I wanted to intertwine Good. this with. I just, I wanted to intertwine this with. Man, I'm really debating on put a Steph I'm putting in the Steph Curry ticket in for for MVP before. I mean, <laughs> oh well, man, yeah, I'm you, I, I, yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely think Giannis is in the top three, and here's why I think Giannis is top three. Say what you want to say about Giannis. Like three years ago, everybody was like, oh, he wins MVP because all he do is run and dunk. But he steadily tried to improve his jump shooting, and he stayed really aggressive, right? So Giannis is definitely top three. I mean, the way Luka's playing right now, uh, arguably the best player in the NBA, Giannis isn't playing every game. Luka is, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think we're giving a nod to Luka as number one in the NBA Today, right? Today. But let me say this. There's a man out in Brooklyn by the name of Kevin Durant who 
don't look now, folks. KD is, seems to be back to being KD now that the drama has kind of calmed down in the locker room. I mean, KD's been putting up monsters here with Kyrie gone and Jock Vaughn as the head coach. And not only that, Luch, Brooklyn's been winning. They, they've been winning, and they get the they've been winning games. So I, I mean, if if you're seeing top five, then I, I definitely think. Giannis, Luca, KD, and this isn't in order. Giannis, Luca, KD. You go over to the Western Conference. The Jazz are leading. The Trailblazers. The Jazz are number one in the West, by the way, folks. Don't look now. Uh, Ten and four. Trailblazers nine and four. Suns eight and four. Nuggets eight and four. Grizzlies nine and five. There's a guy by the name of uh, John Morant that plays for the Grizzlies, right? Okay, so yeah. so let me say this, and and then the Warriors are down here at twelfth at five and seven. I would say if there was a top five right now, I'm, I was building a case here. I think Jason Tatum's in. I think it's Luca. Did we mention both bigs? How about how about the uh, reigning MVP? How about how about Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid? I, I, I think Jokic is outside of the top five right now because now. So so here's what I'm saying, Jokic. Keep in mind, folks, I'm saying right now, so please don't go on Twitter and try to crucify me for this. I'm saying right this very moment at the recording of this podcast. Jokic doesn't have to do as much right now with Jamal Murray's playing well and Michael Carter Jr.'s playing well. Uh, Bones Holland is coming off the bench playing well. Aaron Gordon's playing okay. Uh, like He's got more help right now, right? So his numbers just... I don't think they're going to be there this season with Jamal as Jamal Murray continues to progress back to full health. I don't think the numbers are going to be there for Jokic this year, even though the skill is going to be there. Now, Embiid, as of this very moment, is just dominating the past couple games. No James Harden. James Harden won't be back for, what, another two or three weeks, I think? Um, so he's he's been dominating, him and Maxi. But I, I, I really do think wire to wire, wire to wire. Um, if you had to go right now, absolutely number one is Luca, right? Absolutely, I think number one is Luca. Two for me, Luce, believe it or not, it's Jason Tatum. And here's why my great equalizer is sometimes the best ability is availability. And Jason Tatum right now is available to play basketball games. Now, clearly. Giannis is going to run down for me. Giannis is going to be. I might. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I might put Giannis at five. And let's go Jokic, MB Giannis. No, no, no. I take that back. Excuse me. Let's go Luka. Let's go Tatum. Let's go Durant. I'm telling like Durant's been playing out of his mind. Let's go Curry. Let's go Jokic and B. Now that's a top six. Here's why. Here's my here's my criteria. Sorry. Here, 
Here's my criteria. I value guys that have been continuously playing, right? Like when you have to start sitting out games, I, I can't, I just can't give the edge to you. Think you know the Brooks ghost? Think again. Introducing the all new, better than ever ghost 16. Now with nitrogen infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Today, right? Now Giannis comes back, plays a 50-game stretch. Where do we think Giannis is going to end up? Top three, absolutely, right? But as of this very moment, we've got Durant and Curry that are playing serious minutes and 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 really kind of dragging their teams along here. And you've got Tatum, who's doing something very similarly. I, Luca, Tatum, Durant Curry, Jokic, my top five right now. Only because Embiid has had to sit games and Giannis is out right this very minute. By the way, Kevin Durant's hanging around at 27 to 1 on FanDuel right now to win the MVP. And I know we talked a lot about, uh, and you said availability is a big factor at this very moment. I like that take a lot. We talk about talent versus the stats right now. I mean, that's a discussion for another freaking day. But yeah, I can say this. I can say, I, I'm not even going to give you my top five because we got to get back on the road here. But the current seasons that my Jason God. Tatum, Stephen Curry, and Luka Doncic are all having are all very special starts to the season. Like, like those three guys are just having special starts to this 2022, 20, 23 season, like compared to everybody else we just talked about. So we could leave it at that and we'll move on. Where, where the hell were we here? Chief? Oh yeah. Hey, Jason Tatum. Well, listen, we were moving along to right, the Boston, Boston, OKC game. Uh, you know, Tatum is definitely in play. My, my only gripe with Tatum now from a DFS perspective, not a real-life perspective, is the, the higher the price goes, the less I want to play Jason Tatum. Because while he's going to pop for 60-point games, Jason Tatum is actually, and this, this is real life, and I know he's, he's averaging 52.7 fantasy points per game this season. I think he's going to normalize in the 40s. Like, he's generally a 45-ish fantasy point scorer. So, as a result, I don't think I can play Tatum at 10-8, even though it's against OKC. Uh, maybe he was. Maybe he's not anymore. Uh, it's a big price tag. We'll have to see what kind of injury news shakes down here. Like, because, uh, to me, at 10-8, you're asking him, to me, you're asking him to be LeBron James five or six years ago every night. And so do you think Jason Tatum goes for 50 every night with like 70, 70, 80 point upside? I don't think so. I think he, I think on a, in a, in a sliding scale, not a sliding scale in a week's worth of games. I think how many games do you think these guys are going to play in a week? Three, three to four games a week, right? I think that's where we land, loops three to four games a week. Like if they play on a Monday, they play on a Wednesday, they play maybe a Friday, Saturday off Sunday, repeat, or something like that. So let's say three to four games. In three games a week, I think Jason Tatum scores in the 40s twice. 
if we go up to four games, I think he's in the 40s. Mm, twice, maybe 150, low 50, one high 50s. You get what I'm saying? Like in a four-game stretch. But generally speaking, I think he's in the 40s two out of three games. So and he is averaging 52.7 on DK. Don't get me wrong. I'm looking at this, but I'm saying as everything begins to normalize, I think he ends up in more as more of a high 40s than than a 50-point fantasy score every night. Um so I just at 10-8, it's gonna be tough for me to get involved. Similarly, when Jalen Brown is 8K plus, I just don't play him. Like I just, I just don't, I don't ever play Jalen Brown anymore. And I know he's going to put up forty, mid forty point games, but it's kind of the same thing to me. He's more of a high thirties, low forties most of the time, and yep. he's going to have upside. You know, uh, once every two weeks he gets that fifty ish. So with him at eighty five, and he's averaging forty one point three, I just, I just, I can't do it. Um, so Boston's kind of just priced out for me. Uh, the only guy that I think I would play from Boston would be Al Horford. Yeah. No, I like it. I mean, you talk about Jalen Brown. He's went for 50 once this year. Now he's pushed 50 in a couple games, but he's went for 50 plus only once this year. Uh, a guy priced at 85, you want to see that two or three times at least at this point of the season, I think. So I, I, I agree. And you have to worry about the blowout a little bit there. Now, you want to talk about SGA on the other side, who's 8,900 on DK. Yes, there is definitely a blowout concern here. He's 10K on FanDuel, by the way. But now, now when we talk about correlating players, if SGA is going to keep OKC in this thing, I am totally okay with if I have Tatum shares or Jalen Brown shares, I'm okay with attaching SGA to them. Wherever, uh, you know, if I'm playing 100 lineups or something like that, I don't mind having SGA standalone shares. But if I'm playing Tatum and Jalen Brown, I definitely want SGA on the other side of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't hate that call at all. I don't hate that call at all. Horford is cheap. It is a mini revenge game. I like that price, 5400 on DraftKings, 5200 on FanDuel. Uh, he might be a cash game play, that's for sure. Anything else from this game, or do you want to move along? Uh, I am good. Let's move along, my friend. Is Chris Paul just going to keep sitting games out? Yeah, until he's healthy, and he needs to. Don't don't be Josh Allen. Be Chris Paul. You're older. Listen, you come back when you're healthy. Phoenix has been able to tread water. They've been playing fine. Like, you come back when you're healthy, young man. Don't feel any need to rush back and do anything drastic. Come back when you're healthy. And that's how I think That's how I think they need to approach this. And I think if they handle it that way, everything's going to work out fine. Really disappointing game from Devin Booker at 9K on both sites a couple days ago. He'll get a chance to rebound. It'll be a tough matchup with Miami here. So, what are your thoughts on nine uh, K Devin Booker if Chris Paul is out? Love it, love it. I mean, this is a guy. If, if he's out, he can put up sixty if this game is competitive. At nine K, if I told you right now, Luke, that Devin Booker puts up sixty fantasy points right now, 
I think you'd lock him in at 9K. I mean, that's pretty much 12K value-ish. Um, you know, in today's NBA, maybe at 12K, you need 70 fantasy points. But still, at 9K, at 9K, if I told you he, put up, he was going to put up 52 fantasy points, I think we'd lock that in, wouldn't we, Luch? If we said, yeah. hey, Devin Booker, 52 fantasy points, 9K, I'll take it. Uh, I, I think this is a, a good spot for him uh, to get to, to continue to roll here if Chris Paul is out. Because what I like from him is not only is he scoring the peripherals. Now, the other night against Orlando, the scoring took the dip, right? So if he puts up 10 more real points, then he's at 48 fantasy. We had 17, six assists, and eight rebounds. Like, those are great numbers. He just dipped on the scoring, you know? He shot six for 19, 31%. He hits three more shots, you know, one three-pointer, you know, uh, seven more real points. You know, he's at 45, right on the money. Now we're saying, hey, Devin, go to 35 points, and and we're, we're pushing over 50s easy, so – I like Devin Booker. He's absolutely going to be my favorite play here uh, in this game. Plus, now you have campaign, though, playing Mega Minutes, taking more shots than Chris Paul typically does. Campaign is 63 on DK, 57 on FanDuel. I have interest in him on both sites, more so a tournament play at 6,300. I'm definitely setting a build rule, in my opinion. I would set a build rule uh, to have these guys not together just because of the Miami slow, you know, pretty decent historical defensive matchup here. But I do like the idea of getting exposure to both these guys. Yeah, absolutely. You got any campaign takes? No, I think I'm going to just kind of move away from campaign uh, at 6,300. I'll just let it ride. Like, even if he goes for 35, I'll be okay. Like, I don't I don't feel like that's going to burn me. Now, if he goes for 40, then, you know, we're in trouble here. But I, I'm i going to let it ride with Cam at, at six, in the 60s, in the 6K range, oh. excuse me. I don't mind sprinkling in some Torrey Craig on DK, playing Mega Minutes 30-plus uh, over the weekend. Super volatile, kind of a large field play, but – don't mind sprinkling Toy Craig in the player pool. Miami, he, Tyler Hero's questionable for Monday's game. Uh, Jimmy Butler, 9,100 on DK. Bam is 84. Kyle Lowry at 7K is a little too expensive for me, even if Hero's out, in my opinion. So uh, I don't mind having these guys in the player pool. I don't mind Bam at 84 either. But I'm not, like, prioritizing these guys against Phoenix. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, I think I with Amy a lot of times, like if Hero uh sits, I, I'm a lot more interested. Um because now now I feel like Butler, Bam, those guys, it's it's a little bit easier for them to get there. Now Bam at eighty four hundred, I'm still not thrilled about that. He's to me, he's kind of in the The Jalen Brown category at 8,500, 8,400. We're basically expecting Bam to go for it. For me, when guys get to the mid 8K range, I'm pretty much looking for 45 plus for me. Um, can Bam go for 45? Yes. 
how often is he going to go for 45? I would say, you know, almost, I would say 35% of the time, Bam goes for 40 plus. So we're saying 3.5 out of 10 games, Bam's going for, you know, 45. Now, we've got a game log here, and I wish we had like the last 10. But let, let's see how close I am to being right here, Luke. So out of the last 10 games, how many times has he gone? For 45 plus. He's at 40s, 45 plus. One, two, two games. One was a 51.75, one was a 49. Now, he had a 44.5 if we want to just say, hey, let's just count that, right? And he had a 42.5, but 42.5 and 43.75, I'm not going to consider those close enough. I'll give him the 44.5. That puts us at around 30%. I At 8,400, I like Bam, but I don't, I don't think this is the spot. Let's get on to a fun one. Milwaukee and Atlanta. A lot of questionable tags in this one. Grayson Allen is probable, despite the – We know Drew Holiday is already out. That, I do, that we do know. Yeah, it looks Drew's like Chris is going to miss some more time as well. Bobby Porter still hasn't delivered the game we've been waiting on with these guys out. Giannis is probable, so that takes care of a lot here. I don't mind going right back to Giannis. If there's going to be some uncertainty here and it affects ownership, I don't mind taking the risk in this juicy Atlanta matchup if we're going to get decent ownership on Giannis. I I need to see the ownership projections, but – I'm kind of hoping he comes in low. What are your thoughts yeah, on Giannis? This, I'm willing to take the risk. Yeah, this is absolutely a spot. You just get on in the Giannis territory here. Like, he, he's going to be fine. Hop right in, and uh, he, he should crush it. Like, he's playing Atlanta. Game, he should be able to get up and down here. So, I, I like the Giannis call a lot. Yeah, so if Giannis is in, I'm – a lot less interested in Bobby Porter's at 7,400 on DK. Um, ba, 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 what is he on FanDuel? He was really mispriced on Thursday. 5,900. I don't mind him at 5,900 as long as Drew's out. Like, he's still in the tournament pool for me. I'm really not so much interested in Brooke Lopez if Giannis plays. Uh, he just soaks up so much more of that usage. So... I think for me, I'm out on Portis on DK, in on FanDuel. Javon Carter, 6K. Don't think I can play him with Giannis back, Chief. I think I'm out. We had a good little run there for a couple days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yep, can uh, it's Giannis or bust. Um, And he's pretty much the only person I want to play from, from the Bucks. Okay, Atlanta side of things could see a nice little pace game here. Trey Young and Dejounte Murray are priced very similarly, and uh, you know what? Trey Young quietly having a, a strong, strong season. Twenty-seven points per game, nine dimes, playing a ton of minutes, shooting the ball a lot. Can you pay ten k for him or ninety-eight for Dejounte? What are the likelihood here that either one of these guys are optimal? Do you think? I don't think they're out to him. Furthermore, 
Like, God, John Collins is, from a fantasy perspective, is playing so bad. But has he hit, like, like bottom, bottom of the barrel levels here, 5,900? Like, is this too cheap for John Collins? Like that, that's a legitimate question I have. Like th- these these low minutes, man, are really concerning for me right now. Yeah. And they've always done weird stuff with his minutes. Uh, but having DeJounte affects his shot volume too. It really does. Yeah. But see, the beginning of the season, he was playing out of his mind. And it's like he fell off a cliff. Well, you know what? I'm not willing to pick him back out of the gully yet. So I just I don't want to do it. I don't I don't I just don't want to play John Collins. I understand the price is fine, but I'm not willing to do it against Milwaukee. Personal preference, but I understand. I mean that that's cheap. This is this should be a mid six K guy, seven K guy if he's really hooping, right? But it's just like his role in the offense. I don't know. I don't maybe maybe think I don't know if he knows because now Clint Clint Capella has been playing some really electric basketball the last couple of weeks too cheap. Yeah, he has. Um, I mean, it's ugly, man. Like, on Atlanta, I feel like the only safe plays are Trey and Murray. Now, Capella has been good, but guess what? He could easily play low 20s minutes and could easily stop being efficient and putting up 40 fantasy points. So I I don't want to play him either. Uh, Okongwu ha- has had some games. I think I'd much rather play Okongwu in his 20 minutes than Capella in his 25 minutes at 6,300, for what it's worth. How about the uh, Clippers in Houston? Now, Paul George had his monster, monster ceiling game against Houston earlier this season, had over 70 DK points. I think he had five or six steals in that game as well. Uh, good spot here, good pace. The peripherals just aren't Paul George-ish. Like, Paul George isn't having the peripheral Paul games this year. Like, his scoring's been fine. I mean, he had 29 real points against the Lakers on, what was it, Thursday? Just, you know, six rebounds, four assists. You know, pushing 50 DK points, that's fine. But he's just not having those monster games. We're not seeing them weekly as we should without Kawhi. Now he's a fantastic matchup against Houston. I'm not saying he's going to have five or six steals, but the shot volume is there. And, you know, if there's a pace in a matchup you can get a little lucky with and a couple extra peripheral stats, and it's got to be Houston. So I think Paul George is a really interesting tournament play um, at over 10K on DraftKings on Monday. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you 100%. Um, You know, as as long as Kawhi is going to sit out and PG-13 is going to be able to – put up monster games and I'm with it at 10 one. I hate the price, right? I hate the price, but we're, what we're trying to do is say, you know, how many people are maybe going to play Paul George against Houston at this price level. And it may not be very many. So I think it's worth it. Like if I had to choose between Trey and Paul, Trey against Milwaukee and Paul George against Houston, I think I'd take Paul George here. Um, now, how so many, how, how that, many people are going to play Paul George at 9,300 on FanDuel chief? Plenty. Like that, that's that's the sweet spot price for him in an up pace game, you know, up tempo game against Houston. Like he he's gonna garner some some pretty good ownership at ninety three hundred for sure. Pretty good ownership. 
So I think our conclusion here is we're going to see an ownership discrepancy between sites. Absolutely. Um, I, I do want to throw this in the hat. Like Luke Kennard actually be viable in this spot against Houston. They'd be able to get us with shots or Norman Powell. Like one of these fringe guys is going to get there. I, I, I'm not sure who, but remember they're playing Houston. Paul George can't do it all. Like one of these fringe guys is, is going to put up some stats. I don't know if it's Terrence Mann. I, I, you know, I don't know if it's Reggie Jackson. I, I'm not Smoke. sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. But one of the, the others, is, as uh, our good friend of the show, non-friend that we haven't talked to yet, uh, Shaquille O'Neal likes to say, the others. One of these others is going to do something. It, this is Houston, folks. I don't know uh, which one it is, but with John Wall being out, it definitely does help. Uh, so I, Paul George would be your number one. I guess if I had to absolutely choose, it will probably be Morris or uh, Zubak, one of those two. But Morris and Zubak are priced up on DK. So I'm not as thrilled about getting them in lineups, which makes Reggie Jackson at 5,100 very attractive, even though nobody wants to play him. Yeah, Marcus Morris, 63 on DK, 55 on FanDuel. Morris had a monster game against Houston, too. I don't yeah. mind separating those guys with build rules, meaning Morris and Paul George, because I feel like if Morris is going to get there, it's on scoring and shot volume. So um, especially on DK, I would not play Morris and Paul George together personally because uh, of their prices. But I think they're both definitely in the tournament pool. And, uh, yeah, I think I think Paul George would be more of a cash game look on FanDuel, more of a tournament option on DK. So should be a great spot for him. Looking at the Houston side of the ball here. Let's see here. Jalen Green is questionable. So that that can really affect some things here. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., 7,200. We know the ceiling he has. Uh, Sangoon is up to 6,800. Super volatile. Don't know if I want to pay that. Uh, Jabari Smith, 5,700. So we really need some Jalen Green news. Eric Gordon is 4,500. If Jalen Green doesn't play, I think Eric Gordon is squarely in play at 4,500. And uh, I don't hate Kevin Porter Jr. at 7,200 on DK. Yeah, and, and I would say if he's out, like KJ Martin is going to be squarely in play here at 4,400 on DK. Um, KPJ is going to be squarely in play as long as the game stays competitive, which even if Jalen Green plays, I'm in on KPJ at 7,200 regardless. Like, that that could that's a really good price for a guy that's got 50 point upside. No, I, I'm with you. So we definitely need that news. Uh, and Martin has Martin has 40 point upside. He really does. So I think that's a great call as well. We de- that Jalen Green news just could totally change our analysis one way yeah. or another. If he's in, it's just another mouth to feed, and I'm less interested in those other guys. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Let's wrap it up. The best, saving the best for last. Maybe if the Spurs can keep it competitive, we have the Spurs and Golden State. Should be some tempo, some pace, some high octane basketball on this one, Chief. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's look. So first of all, Golden State has been having defensive problems, like just kind of. If you've been around the room listening to any you know interviews, listening to Draymond, like they want to fix their defense, 
Um, they haven't been playing great basketball on that side of the floor. And so what's happened is it's really opened up the scoring for their offense, Luke. So Curry's been having to kind of pop off for big games. I do think the Clay, Clay Thompson big games are going to begin to come. Andrew Wiggins secretly has been playing really well this season, uh, putting up some nice fantasy point performance. Like go, long gone are the days. And this is something I think we don't mention enough, Luke. We just kind of overlook it. But long gone are the days where Andrew Wiggins would just kind of disappear and put up 21, 22 point fantasy point performances back to back to back. Like he's averaging 35 fantasy points a game this year. And if you look at the game block, you will see some, some sprinkles, but 32, 48, 26, 39, 19, 26, 39, 33, 42, 46, 39. Like that's that's great. Do you do we remember Andrew Wiggins in Minnesota? When he just put up sometimes he just put up 25 fantasy points night after night, and we were saying, What is happening here? But so I'm saying that because of Golden State having problems with their defensive uh, schematics and rotations, teams like the Spurs have a shot, which means we get more fantasy production from the Warriors, which is what we want. Uh, I'm in on the Warriors today. Um, Now, Curry at 10 2. He's averaging 56 fantasy points in the game. 56, 72, 57, 64, 49. Those are his last one, two, three, four. four. Those are his last five games, Luke. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible, really. Incredible. So uh, I like what we're seeing from him. Once again, I think the big Clay Thompson games are coming. Now the Warriors are a back-to-back. So I'm wondering, do we think Clay plays here? He may, in fact, sit. If so, that'll open it up for a few for a couple other guys like Poole, or, you know, maybe DiVincenzo gets a few more minutes, he's back. Or Moses Moody, Ty Jerome, I don't know, because they've all kind of played a little bit. But all in all, this is the Steph Curry show, and uh, it's his world. We're just living in it. Maybe they sit him. I, I don't know. It's Like, how are we supposed to know who's going to play? It's a perfect game for Steve Kerr to pull a Popovich in a game against Popovich. Uh, you know, and if, if those guards are out or they pull another hockey shift change, then – you know, you're dipping in the Golden State bench guys. You're dipping in all the cheap guys that are going to play 30 minutes, and it kind of goes without saying what to do here. Um, I will say this just from a strategic standpoint. The prices on a lot of these Spurs are kind of getting to the point where they only really offer me a floor and maybe a ceiling game once in a while. So if I do have Spurs in my player pool, this is absolutely where I want to use them as a conditional player and then run it back with, like, Curry or whoever your warrior is of preference, most likely Curry. So if I have Devin Vassell shares or Keldon Johnson shares, or Trey Jones shares floating around. I need this game to be competitive, and I want it to be kind of a pissing match, if you will, with Stephen Curry popping threes on the other side. So I think I'm okay with with having some Curry shares free-floating, but I would want those Spurs shares to be attached to the hip with wherever my Curry shares are in my pool. That's my thing. No, I I can roll with that 100%. I I got no problem with that, my man. Like, that's – I mean, that's – that's all we can ask for. That, that, that's all we can ask for a back and forth game. Spurs are priced. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, Trey Jones is fifty five hundred, but you go over to Devin Vassell sixty seven, which, well, maybe. In fact, they actually priced down a little bit now um, from where they were. Yakupoto should have a good game. Like, you know, Bigs have been having their way against the Golden State Warriors. Poto might be my favorite play. In fact, Poto's probably my GPP call of the day here. Like. 
I, I think that's how this is going to go. Poldo's my GPP call today against the Warriors. I like it. If he doesn't get run off the court, uh, I think he, the Warriors just – the Warriors are the gift that keeps giving against centers, right? And uh, he's put up some really nice numbers and playing some decent minutes in competitive games recently. So And look, like and look folks, let me, let me say this too, Luke. Sorry. No, you go ahead, Luke. Sorry. I'll no, I'm done, man. I'm done there. for the night. I'm tapped out here. So, listen. Um, What I will say is this. I know we're we're actually so we're recording this pod while other things are happening. Let me just tip my cap uh, to Joel Embiid, who scored over a hundred fantasy points tonight. I mean, wow! Just, I mean, guys, an incredible, I mean, incredible performance Ooh, by him. Seven blocks. <laughs> But 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 not even that though. I mean, he scored over fifty points. Uh, what did he have? What ten rebounds? Ten plus rebounds. Almost had a triple double. And this is from the center position, which is something that Jokic was doing. You know, when 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 the bigs get involved like this, I mean, these are these are these are numbers better than Shaq here. Even Shaq wasn't going to have that many assists. So I I mean, man, I just got to tip my cap. Man, he had 59, 11, and 8, 19 for 28 from the floor, 20 of 24 from the foul line. He heard that he may not be in our current top five, and he got pissed off and just went crazy. I mean, we, we've seen wow. a couple of 100 fantasy point games. James Harden and AD yeah. have both won it the last yeah. couple of years. LeBron got close one year, I think. I think LeBron was in like the so and so. Here's the thing: I think it, I feel like Embiid did this another a couple years ago with Ben Simmons. Yes, I can't. I think he did it with Ben Simmons a couple. Years. They were playing the Lakers, and the reason I know is because I was I, I actually earned my way to a FanDuel championship seat that night because the only person that pretty much played Joel Embiid against the Lakers when Julius Randle was there, uh, and uh, was able to take down that and a couple other GPPs. So. Uh, man, that's look, folks. I mean, that's I just, I just got to tip my cap. So I know we don't like to talk about things that have already happened when you woke up, but what what a masterful fantasy performance that, that he put on, and just a real a real life performance as well. It's just man, amazing. That's it. Chief and I will be back on the morning grind this week. And we'll be uh, recording some food for thought. So stay tuned if you're looking to talk some football. Let's get out of here, Chief. What do you think? Let's do it. For my guy here, Will Priester, I'm Justin Carlucci. We'll talk to you guys soon. But, hey, good luck on Monday and have a great day.